Thursday, March 3rd, just baseball show. We're going to try and fix the Cubs. Do they want to be fixed? Do they not want to be fixed? I've got no idea, but I've got Peter Apple here and Aram Layton trying to figure it out and do our best Jed Hoyer impression. Jack McMullen. Um, listen, Peter and I were texting and saying, all right, let's let's uh, let's do a GM episode for the Cubs. And then we looped Aram in just telling him that that was our plan. And he was like, no, wait, I, I want to help because they're a fascinating study here. What the hell are they going to do? Aram, wouldn't you say they're the most fascinating team currently right now to fix? Because... You know, and I have, you know, the full 60-second breakdown, but they won 71 games last year, you know, coming off their worst season in a while. But they signed Marcus Stroman, and now they're in talks with Carlos Correa. Is this team going for it? Is Are they not? I It's it's fascinating. Not in that. talks yet. They're not allowed to be in talks right now. No talks. Yeah, but I bet they are. Actually, we're recording on thir- we're recording on Tuesday for a Thursday release. As of now, the lockout's still going on, so they haven't talked to him. But probably by the time this episode comes out, Correa has signed fourteen years, four hundred and ninety million dollars with the Cubs. Right? It's already agreed upon, I think. Yeah, under the table, a little handshake. I, that, I'm actually interested to see that. Right? Like how much. How much? How quick is it going to be where we start seeing the deals, all the dominoes all falling on the other side of the lockout? You know that teams have been discussing things, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there's been plenty of communication, especially on the trade side, so it should be interesting. As it pertains to the Cubs, we probably need like 10 people to figure this thing out because I don't quite understand what they're trying to do. I mean, they they burned it down somewhat. like They tore down the, the three walls and left the back wall up. And what I, what I don't really understand is that all of the prospects, for the most part, that they targeted were all lower level teenager lottery tickets, which said to me, we're starting from the beginning and we're going to really try to build this thing up. And then they go and get like Nick Madrigal in a trade and then they go sign Marcus Stroman, as you mentioned. And to me, they're just they're signing up for some purgatory action right now. That That's what I see right now. Yeah. So Peter, give your 60 second rundown. And then as somebody that, you know, decided to sit through and watch at least the condensed game every single day of a team that, you know, was in my hometown watching quadruple A baseball for the last two months of the season. um, I'll I'll give you my thoughts on that. But first, your minute. The Cubs opened the 2021 season with a 78 and a half win projection. Seems somewhat disrespectful as the team was coming off a 34 and 28 record in 2020. That was good enough for them to win the division. The two straight losses against the Marlins showed how fluky those 2020 playoffs might have been as the Cubs finished 2021 with a 71 and 91 record, good for fourth in the NL Central. That record was the worst that the Cubs have endured since 2013. A part of the reason is they stripped it all down at the deadline. Stars from the 2016 run were traded. Bryant became a giant. 
Rizzo became a Yankee, Baez became a Met, even Kimbrell and Tapera became White Sox. What they were left with was two pretty great seasons from Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel, and Rafael Ortega even turned out to be pretty solid. But overall, they never really got going offensively, finishing 22nd in WRC+, 21st in runs scored, and 20th in war among their position players. But the pitching is what was the problem. They finished 27th in ERA and tied for second to last with the Diamondbacks in FIP. And the bullpen didn't help out anything either. They finished 21st in bullpen ERA and 22nd in FIP. The Cubs are in a precarious situation. Should they buy or should they sell? Well, they went and got Marcus Stroman, but they didn't end up trading Contreras yet. So are they going for it or are they not? That should make this podcast very, very entertaining. Yeah. Um, okay. So as somebody that watched them run out, Rafael Ortega and Michael Hermosillo and Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom after Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, I was pissed, like absolutely pissed. I was like, this is a waste of time because you've got, um, you know, Alec Mills starting games and you got Keegan Thompson starting games and all this. And like, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, it wasn't a fun product to watch at the end. I will say this, but Aram's got the mic close to his face. He wants to get close and say something right now. No, I actually don't. I, I just, I'm in, I'm in a different office and I just want to sit back. My back hurts just too okay. many, uh, too many interviews these days. So I'm just getting comfortable. Just, just don't mind look, me. Look at you, hot shot. All right. Um, I will say that um, I wish they just threw in the towel because you had this window. It was awesome. Window accomplished. Mission accomplished. You won it in 2016. Good. You were the best team in baseball. You won the World Series. You had the rookie of the year. Piggyback off that to an MVP performance. You spent the money. You got success out of that. The guy you signed for four years, 64, and Ben Zoverist was your World Series MVP. The big money you gave to Jason Hayward, he rallied the troops during a rain delay in Game 7 of the World Series. 2016 accomplished the window. Check the box. Theo did his job. Jed did his job. Everybody did their job. The Cubs fan base wanted to wring the towel dry of all it was worth, and there's still a lot of water left in it. They didn't do it successfully. Wilson Contreras is still on the team. Anthony Rizzo was really, really good. He was a sitting duck. He wanted an extension. Cubs didn't give it to him. So now you had to trade him at the deadline on an expiring deal. Baez, there were rumors that he was going to get extended. Cubs didn't do it. They traded him after a really down first half of the season on an expiring deal. Chris Bryant sucked in 2020. He was horrible. He played really well in the front half of 2021, but again, no extension, expiring deal, dealt him at the deadline. They held onto their guys thinking they could wring the towel drive all it was worth in 2021, and they didn't do it. They had to blow it up. They got a lot of young assets, like you were saying, Aram. They've got like 50 hitters that I, I texted you guys are between 0.0 and 2.0 war guys. They've got uh, like 50 of them that are going to come up in 2024. They have so many fine assets. They're not that top heavy of a system. They've got one of our favorite prospects in baseball at Brennan Davis in the top. And then there's this massive drop off here. So what do you do? How do you look at them? You can look at some of them as future big leaguers. I want to look at a lot of them as assets. And it's weird to say you can turn it around like that. You can turn it around in a year when six months ago, we were saying, let's blow it the hell up. Yeah, but 
here's my thing, right? I mean, Kyle Hendricks is under contract until 2024. That's $16 million you got tied up. He's still got two more years of Jason Hayward. So are they really going to throw that kind of money around? Like, do we really see them throwing that kind of money around? Um, and if they do, right, if you go get Carlos Correa, how much more do you have to spend? And now how do you get to where you need to go? That's where I don't really understand. How, how are the Cubs turning into a contender without a three to four year rebuild? I, I don't really see how you can circumvent this whole rebuild. The thing is, are they working in the same logic that we're working on? You know what I'm saying? Like, do they care? Will they just sign Carlos Correa to be relevant again? Maybe they just don't care what we're talking about. And we're not working under the same logic. What, what do you mean by that? Like you said, it, it would probably be a bad decision to sign a Carlos Correa, depending on where they are right now. They may not care and they just may do it outright. Because when you look around the landscape, it seems like they've been the team that's been at least most connected to a Carlos Correa. And when you, again, look around the landscape of who's got 300 plus million laying around, it seems like they're the team to do it. My point is you do that, then what? Yeah. No, I, I'm on the same page as you there. I'm just saying they may not, they may just go ahead and do it. Well, why do you think we're recording this podcast? We're going to answer the then what. Also oh. notice when you were trying to bury him, you asked a rhetorical question in regards to money. I've got a fucking iPad. I can answer the money questions. It's not rhetorical. It, my point is, is I mean, we're going to try our best. I don't think that there's a scenario where the Cubs are contenders in the next two years that makes that is realistic or that makes sense. I hope we get there. But I'm just like putting that out in advance here. I, I don't see how it happens. I, I don't see how it's possible. Okay, let's walk you through the money real quick, and then we'll have this conversation again. The Cubs, we know, are one of the most historically beloved franchises in Major League Baseball. They do not have winning history, but they have a financially good history. They can hand out big deals if they so choose. Sometimes they were not doing it. Other times they're willing to do it. Why they didn't do it for Bryant, Rizzo, or Baez, I have no clue. But if they're going to do it with Correa, so be it. Let me just tell you where they're at in proximity to the luxury tax here. How many million dollars do you think they have to work with before they hit the luxury tax, Peter? Not much. I'm assuming 30-ish million. They have $83 million to work with. Okay. The only expensive guys that they currently have, really, not really anybody. Stroman and Hendricks and Hayward. Hayward. Uh, that's it. And Hayward's like Hosmer level, like sitting duck. This is just sunk cost here, um, which sucks because I love Jason Hayward. And I think you guys loved him when he was in Atlanta as well. And, you know, this he was a stud. I mean, he just has the baseball body. He looks like he could be a top 10 player in baseball, but just never really materialized into that. Well, and he was a gold lover that like he looked like he could win an MVP when he first came up in Atlanta. And that, you know, that didn't really you know, necessarily come to fruition for him. He looked like a left-handed Willie Mays. Like that's the kind of body, just freak athleticism this guy had. But like I said, just never really materialized. Um, So they've got $83 million in tax base to work with this year. They shed 25 more million dollars for 2023. So their payroll goes from 98 this year to 74 in 2023. And then they shed 30 more million. So they get down to 29 or uh, 49 million in 2024 in 2025 which is when a lot of these prospects will be up they only have seven million dollars on the books as it stands now so this is a team that has money to spend and they're going to have more money to spend next year 
and even more the year after that. So how do you space it out here? You've got 83 to work with in 2022. Signing Correa annually, how much money should he command, Aram? Annually, it's going to be, what, 35? 35. Okay, so let's trim that down. You're from 83. 83 minus 35 is 48. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You've got $48 million to work with in 2022. So we think he's going to command $35 million over 10 years. Yeah, I think 10 years, 350 is the deal he signs. I did find it interesting that the Yankees had Seager above uh, Correa. We saw that report come out that, you know, Correa wanted more money than Seager. I am genuinely curious, and this is a question that I've continued to ask because I don't think I we truly know the answer that Carlos Correa will get more money than Corey Seager did with the Rangers. I just think I, it's an interesting topic. I think Heyman literally said that he will. Uh, in that same report, uh, he said he was asking for more. The Yankees understandably prefer a left-handed bat. Um, and I think Seager comes with less of the history, right? And would be more of a fan favorite in that specific instance. But like he said in that same report, in that same tweet, I'm pretty sure he added that he's going to expect more than Seager. And I think somebody is going to give it to him with the long list of suitors that Heyman provided. And two out of the three of us agreed that Correa should get more money than Seager. Yeah, Sorry, Pete. No, I mean, I don't care. We'll see what happens, and we'll see. Let's talk about currently constructed, and then we'll add at the end, right? Um, Catcher position. Wilson Contreras is a top five catcher in baseball. Can we agree on that? Close. Close. He's a a good catcher. Close. Arm shaking his head. You think no? No, like, sure. Yeah, top five. He's five. Okay. Top five catcher in baseball on the last year of his contract. He's the only guy that they hung on to. He's up after this year. Yep. Yeah. Um, it should be the starting catcher moving forward. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to sign anybody to extension on this team, it should be the catcher right now. Yeah, it should uh, be the so let's sign Wilson to an extension here. Um, we'll do that at the end. Jan Gomes, they just signed to a two-year $12 million deal with a club option for 2024. Okay. <laughs> Yippee. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then I want to talk about Miguel Amaya, who is good – but he's having Tommy John surgery. There's a chance that he misses the entirety of this coming year. What do you think of Amaya Aram as the prospect guy? He's good. I think he didn't really have the year that we thought he was going to have. Um, and now you have the injury. I think you you can't really bake him into the plans uh, anytime soon. So uh, I think you kind of got to operate under the assumption that, you know, he's not really contributing in the next year or so. He's also yeah. still pretty young, only 22 years old. Yeah. So he's probably just not ready yet. Where does this catching position stack up, Pete? In terms of the rest of baseball? Yeah. I mean, with Jan Gomes there, you know, Wilson Contreras, and then with Miguel Amaya as well, it's a pretty solid array of catchers. I'd probably call it in closer to the upper echelon of the league, but what what are you what are you grinning about? No, I I I'm with you. Like, yeah, I don't think you I mean, need to make any changes here. I agree. I think the catching position is solid. You know, you have Jan Gomes as the backup, but still 34 years old. He can be, you know, a decent enough backup to leave Wilson Contreras when needed. And Wilson Contreras, when he's playing, is at least close to one of the better catchers in baseball. I don't know about top five, but I mean, he's one of the better ones. Well, and, and Gomes can also play a backup first base to Frank Schwindel. Yeah, definitely. I, Pete, I know you like Frank. He just hits, he hits bombs. And I don't think he's the problem here. I think there's a lot of other problems that I don't think we really need to touch first base either. What do you think? Yeah, Schwindel's good. Schwindel's good. 
I like Schwindel. You can hit. Okay. You guys don't like wisdom though. Patrick wisdom at third no. base. David Bodie's his backup. That's that's bad. I think he had a good season, but I don't know if he should be the third baseman moving forward. I, I don't think it's very sustainable what, what he did last year. Um, he struck out 41% of the time. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It, it's just not happening. I, I don't see him being an everyday player. Okay. Um, Nick Madrigal is the second baseman. He's recovering from a torn hamstring right now. He's on the books till 2026. Bat to ball, but you got your second baseman for the next five years. Totally. Yeah, I guess. Like, is he the real answer? I like too? it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's good. You know, he's he's just a better version of David Fletcher. But, you know, how valuable is that? You know, because I remember even when um, he came up, he wasn't that great of a defender either. And I feel like his glove has to be so incredibly solid for him to be truly valuable. Yeah. Um, Nico Horner is another option at second. He's going to be the starting shortstop as it stands now. If they sign Correa, that changes. Horner will either be, you know, at second base. Maybe Horner's in center field. I brought that up. Uh, you guys both laughed at me, I think. But Horner is a legitimate center field option. I think a lot of Cubs fans know that. Uh, Horner's on the books through 2025. He was hampered by a wrist issue for the majority of last year. The backup options there as it stands now are Sergio Alcantara. No, thank you. Uh, and then Christopher Morell, who I don't hate. It's a herky-jerky swing. He's a prospect that might pan out, but I don't want to place any stock on him being a secure option. Don't forget about my boy, Harold Ramirez. Yeah, true. Harold Ramirez. Sorry. Guy's sick. Huh? I, mean, I don't have anything else to say. So like Horner is the shortstop now. You like Nico Horner? Yes, I think I I prefer Nico Horner to Nick Madrigal. I'd say I think everybody I think does. Yeah, I think he's yeah. a better option than Nick Madrigal. Um, I as currently around the infield, like I'd prefer him over Wisdom for sure. So I think he's your second best infielder. I mean, if if the middle infield is Horner and Madrigal, like forget it. I mean, you're you're gonna get five home runs from your middle infield. Four home runs from your middle infield. So I, I think it's it's pretty clear that the Cubs are going to get a shortstop. Horner, then you know, where does he go? I, you're giving up a lot of power at third if you put Horner there. Madrigal can't play anywhere other than second base. So I, I don't really I don't really know what they do from there. You, you say you can put him in center. Uh, I think he's athletic enough to play center. That's probably what makes the most sense is you stick corner in, in center field. I, I laughed because you said he plays a good center, and I know he's only played nine innings there. So I was like, you've watched all nine innings. What do you I get, have. one ball out there? Uh, but, a yeah, I, I think corner sticks in center, uh, and then you got to figure out the shortstop third base situation. The left side of the infield is freaking wide open. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible, and hopefully they're – yeah, well – Listen, optimistic Cub fans say hopefully they're they're signing Correa for $350 million. You also have like a bajillion shortstops coming up through the system right now. Uh, and we'll talk about them after we go through the outfield. Ian Happ and Clint Frazier are the options in the left. Cubs just signed Clint Frazier to a one-year deal. Happ is weird. He's got two more years left that he's under team control. That's not a guy that the Cubs are going to extend. He's all right. You know, he's all right. He's a 0 0.5 war guy. Yeah. I think he's better than that, though. I think he could play starting left field for the Cubs next year. 
and you're not just going to see, you know, a garbage man out there. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think he's serviceable enough that I don't think that where I think the Cubs should spend, I don't know if it's left field, especially when you have Clint Frazier back in the up. I mean, Clint Frazier is, you know, Clint Frazier, but you know, he's got a little bit of pop and maybe he just needs to get out of New York um, because he's got crazy bat speed and could be an option there. I mean, he won like a weird gold glove in, in New York, even though he didn't deserve it at all, but gold glove is a gold glove. So he's got potential there. Um, I don't think we have to touch left field personally. Yeah. Hap was really good in the second half. Uh, 133 WRC plus in the second half versus a 73 WRC plus in the first half. Really uh, bad in the first half. Yeah, horrible. 16 of his home runs came in the second half. If, he, if, if he's closer to that, I mean, you're, you're getting good production out there. Switch hitter, he's he's shown that he can hit at the big league level. I think he'll be fine. Um, that's not really an issue. Yeah, I'm fine with him and left. Let's talk about center and right. Because <laughs> center right now, the two deep is Rafael Ortega and Michael Hermosillo. In right field, Jason Hayward's under contract through the end of 2023 with a full no-trade clause. Um, And then Harold Ramirez is backing him up with Greg Diekman as the quadruple-A option right now. Center and right are black holes. Do you not believe in Ortega at all? I think he's a good fourth outfielder. He should not start on the Chicago Cubs. You don't think if, I don't know, you throw Horner in center, Ortega in right, and Happ in left? It needs to be better if you're trying to win baseball games. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but at least they can do it right now, and it's not terrible. It's not. It's not terrible, but it's not good by any stretch of the word. Good. I think that's one of the worst outfields in baseball. I I, I don't know if I believe in Rafael Ortega. I think he's kind of quadruple A, who ran into a nice whole stretch last year. I mean, three of his home runs came in one game. Um, I I would envision maybe something along the lines of like a platoon of Ortega and Horner in center field because Ortega cannot hit lefties to save his life. And Nico Horner destroys lefties. Uh, like that's something he's always done, uh, even at the big league level. A platoon of Horner and Ortega would make more sense to kind of squeeze out every little bit of production you can get in center field uh, because you're already not going to have much power throughout your infield you can't not have any power in your outfield as well. It's funny. So I, on the iPad here, I write the needs in green at the bottom and it's backup corner infield, backup middle infield outfield, and then talent question mark, question mark. (laughs) They need a little bit. Just need a lot. We need to do a lot of things. Like let's start talking trades. Let's start talking free agency because we got to move. Yeah. You also, you know, you got to factor in for a DH in the NL and like the DH of the guys that I just named. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like Clint Frazier's slotted in as the DH right now. Oh. David Bodie once hit a really big grand slam to win. Yeah. Game, though. Yeah. No, oh. I mean, that's like it, since 2016, that is the lone Cubs highlight on social media. Such a crazy bet. Still one of my best bets to the day. <laughs> um, all right. L- listen, this is an exercise we'll go rapid fire for Aram here because, like, I can't decipher who's worth keeping and, and who's an asset here. Cool. So you just tell me keep or, you know, trade chip here as I roll through this. Brennan Davis. Keep. He's Matt Kemp. Uh, he Nelson center field for them. Also, he should yeah. be playing center field for them like month two. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Velasquez. Keep. Good power bat. He's for real. Christian Hernandez is a 2025 shortstop. 
Cubs fans love him, but I mean, if you really want to win right now, that's probably one of your assets that you got to be okay with trading. Like he's not 2025. Yeah, that's his ETA. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a while away. Time. He's like, especially if you want a shortstop like Carlos Correa, he's a trade chip for sure. Right. Peep Crow Armstrong. I, I would hold on to him. I, I think he's going to climb really quickly. He's a high floor. What do you think, but, Pete? I like Pico Armstrong. Came over in the Baez deal. <laughs> it's just the Mets. <laughs> they gave up Pico Armstrong for two months of Javier Baez, and now Baez is a Tiger. That's just what a terrible trade because Pico Armstrong will most likely be at least, uh, like Arm said, high floor, at least in an average regular. But that's the thing. Is he going to be better than average Arm? It's tough. I don't know about the – yeah, it's about the bat. I guess, I mean, if, if a team really wants him, you, you can trade him. I would say almost anybody else you can deal outside of the the top couple guys. Yeah, just running through these guys. Ed Howard, I would hold on to Ed Howard. No, you can't trade Ed Howard. I take that back. Ed Howard, the fans love him already. I mean, he the, you can't trade Ed Howard. Yeah. How I has mean, he been hitting in the minor leagues? Horrible. Fine. Yeah. Horrible. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. No, yeah, he was really bad. But I, I, he's so gifted. I think he'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he's young. Like this was this was I his still- first year of pro ball. Yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, Reginald Preciado, Owen Casey. You like Casey, right? I like Casey a lot. I think he's fringe top 100 almost. Wow. How about that? James Triantos was a high school shortstop taken in the first round this past year. Um, Alexander Canario came over in the Bryant deal. I like Canario. I don't know what he's going to be. Kevin Alcantara, Kevin Mate, Yohendrick Pinyango, Christian Franklin, Chase Strumpf, Cole Roterer, Jordan Wogu. Like these are a lot of names here that if you package three, you can get an MLB starter. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Power with numbers. Power with numbers of fine baseball players. We talk about the Cleveland Guardians, you know, having maybe two or three tier one guys and then a bajillion tier two guys. The Cubs have one tier one guy, maybe a tier two guy in Velasquez, and then a bajillion tier three guys. Totally, totally. But I'm just can... thinking. I'm just thinking that Hap, Brennan Davis, and Jason Hayward, you know, they could finish 16th in WRC plus as an outfield. Yeah, maybe 18th. You know, <sighs> yeah. God, we need better. We need better. Got that. Um, That's like not great either. Let's let's trade for some hitters from hitters. Cool. Yeah, I'm done. Let's sign Carlos Correa. Yep. We in? Okay. I'm okay, in. so catcher is set. Wilson, Jan Gomes, Amayo, and it gets healthy. First is Schwindel. Second is Madrigal. Short is Correa. Um, Wisdom and Bodie at third. Hap in left. Uh, Ortega and Horner in center. Hayward in right. Let's go get a right fielder. Who are we getting? We still got some money to spend. Could Nick Castellanos be an option? There's your power. So you got a lot of guys that are former Cubs that are still free agents here. Castellanos, former Cub for a minute. Kyle Schwarber, I would love. Yeah. I I just don't know how willing the Cubs are to go get somebody they've already had. That's a good point. But do you think that will handcuff them? Because like you said. Really good. Castellanos was really good in that Cubs stint. Like really good in that second half with the Cubs. Um, You know, they just didn't re-up him when – the, he, there was a little bit of uncertainty of like what, what he would be. And obviously he did great with the Reds. I, I could see Castellanos as an option, uh, but you know, he's going to be steep. He's going to be more expensive than probably almost any of those other guys. Schwarber is probably more attainable, but do you want to bring him back? I don't know if that really makes sense. You're kind of almost just running in circles. You're chasing your own tail a little bit there. Um, Castellanos probably makes the most sense, but 
you're tapping into a lot of your money there between Correa and, and, and uh, Castellanos, and you still haven't answered pitching, really. Yeah, we haven't even talked about pitching. We haven't talked about pitching. You know who makes the most fucking sense for the Cubs, and it pisses me off how much sense he makes, but it, it would on. never happen? Chris Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most sense. If you don't believe in wisdom at third, you can also go get an outfielder that can play all three outfield positions. Your everyday third baseman, if he needs to hop in left, he can. If he needs to hop in right, he can. If he needs to hop in center, he can. God damn it. Sign him to an extension, you idiots. And they didn't do it. Also, it would give allow wisdom to play a lot of DH as well. Maybe that bat could translate into DH as well, and you're freaking out because I know it's 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 yeah. you're right. Chris Bryant would be a perfect fit with the Chicago Cubs, but Chris Bryant would still be a better fit with the Seattle Mariners. I mean, we've but, talked like about he was that. already on the Cubs, dude. I know. <laughs> Pisses yeah. me off. Um, can we go get outfielders, or do you want to talk about pitching right now and then circle back? I think we got to circle back because we just signed Carlos Correa to a very, very expensive deal. We got to deal with the pitching staff because the pitching was more of the problem than the offense was last year. The pitching sucks. Yeah. I mean, they signed Stroman, but okay. beyond that. So they signed Stroman to three years, 71. He's got, uh, is it a player option for his third year? I think it is. Um, got so you've got every year. You've got him this year. I don't think he has an opt out next year. He doesn't no. have an opt out next year. Not next no. year, the third year. Okay. Yeah. So it's you know he's got he's got two years for sure in a Cubs uniform, and then twenty twenty four is his choice. Um, Kyle Hendricks is through the end of twenty twenty three. He's making fourteen mil a year. They just signed Wade Miley to one year ten, and then Adbert Alzali is on the books through twenty twenty six. I think Alzali is an MLB starter. I'll stand by it. Uh, and then Alec Mills is the fifth starting option as we stand now. That's not good enough if you want to be a five hundred team. Alec Mills and day games at Wrigley though. Sometimes you tail him over there. Besides that. He's probably the worst pitcher I've ever seen. It's crazy the difference. The day game at Wrigley versus everywhere else. He threw a no hitter, man. He threw a no hitter in Milwaukee. There you go. Bandbox. Not too bad. I mean, you know, we got to sign one more starter. The stadium doesn't make a difference in a no hitter for the most part. I mean, I guess deep fly balls. Yeah, I guess I'll give you that one. Dwayne Wise wouldn't have caught it if it was in Milwaukee. (laughs) 100%. Um, Um, Alec Mills. 87 strikeouts in 119 innings. Was that was that the deal last year? That's pretty good. Um, curveball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not good. Yeah, nothing like um, a 66 mile an hour curveball. Do you think Rodon would want to stick in Chicago? Just go across town? No? Can you hear me breathing? <laughs> you also didn't mention Braylon Marquez when we were going through the prospects. That's a guy that's a lottery ticket, but he has some value. I didn't mention any pitchers in that. Those were strictly hitters that I ran oh, through rapid fire. Only mentioned. It's funny because there's so few pitchers that I just thought you were listing the whole system. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, Braylon Marquez might be the only, eh, you know what? There are some other guys Caraway. here. What? Burl Caraway. Burl Caraway with his 28 walks per nine. Yeah, nasty though. He couldn't throw a strike. I mean, there were times where I saw him in South Bend this year at high A. He could not throw a strike to save his I, life. That's why they drafted Jordan Wicks, because Jordan Wicks is just pound the strike zone, mix up three pitches, and you know, kind of kind of just be effective and efficient. 
So there are a couple of guys with MLB starter possibility here. Whether they are actually MLB starters, I have no idea. But Braylon Marquez has MLB starter possibility. Jordan Wicks has MLB starter possibility. Cole Franklin, DJ Hers, and Caleb Killian have MLB starter possibility. Killian's big. He was great last year. He could actually help out sooner rather than later. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you see anything that you were enthused by on the farm, Peter? Not particularly. I mean, my expertise doesn't go as deep as arms or yours does, but I mean, beyond the top, it seems like a somewhat, I guess, dense-ish system that from one to 10, it's not that bad. It seems like it's like around average-ish, but they just don't have a ton of top heavy and it's not crazy deep. So it's just like middling. Am I off on that? It's, yeah, I think yeah. They, they made it a little bit better with those trades. I think Caleb Killian could help them this year. There's a legitimate world where Killian makes the jump um, earlier in the season. He, he was really good in the Arizona Fall League. He is a strike thrower. I, I, I feel like how much longer do you want to wait? He's made 25 almost by the start of the season. I would, I would rush Killian a little bit. Uh, and, and maybe give him a shot. I mean, the guy just throws strikes, mixes it up, and, and is a good back-end possible starter. That gives you some depth. You, you got a couple of reliever options here as well, and you need them. Oh, my God, you need them. I think I see three MLB quality, you know, average or above average relievers in this bullpen right now. Um, it was a, I think it was an objective win for the Cubs in the Kimbrel deal. They traded Kimbrel for Nick Madrigal, who's your starting second baseman, and then Cody Hoyer, who could be your closer. I think Hoyer's really, really talented. Lanky guy, can sit 98 with a good tailing sinker, um, and he's got that sinker-slider combo with his slide step, and he's got you know long radius on his delivery. It looks good. Rowan Kind of reminds me of Clay Holmes on the Yankees a little bit with that sinker, hard sinker like that with the slider. He's He is a solid reliever. I like him. I don't, but is he a closer? Like, is he a lockdown guy? That's the yeah, question. Yeah. I think the stuff is. I think a hundred yeah. with a nasty slider. I think it can be. Can be absolutely. Um, Rowan Wick, I think, is a big league bullpen arm. But like, how excited does he get you? Um, and then Tommy Nance is like a bigger guy that throws ninety eight. I kind of dig Tommy Nance. But then I'm looking at Brad Week, uh, Scott Efros. I watch a ton of Cub games. I did not know who Scott Efros was. <laughs> no idea who he is. I don't know who that is either. Michael Rucker. Again, I watch Cubs games. I have no idea who Michael Rucker is. I he guess I turn it off. Rule five return. He was a rule five return. Like they gave him back. God. Uh, Keegan Thompson, who like might fill some innings here and there. And then Manny Rodriguez. Um, there are a couple of guys with bullpen possibilities on their farm right now. Ryan Jensen was a higher round pick out of Fresno state for them. Smaller guy was a starter at Fresno state. He can run it up to like 96, 97. I think he would be a good multiple inning bullpen guy. Uh, Alexander Viscaino is one of the return in the, uh, in the Rizzo deal. He's on the older side, yeah. um, but he throws gas. He's exciting. Um, he's just raw. Yeah, he's got electric stuff got electric stuff and then i'm looking at two college arms burl caraway was the second round pick uh in 2020 out of dallas baptist if caraway can figure out how to throw strikes he's a lefty that has karen type you know fastball and curveball uh and then michael McAveen was the closer at louisville they took him that's a very high floor relief option who can fill innings yeah i mean it, it, i actually like marquez as a reliever 
Um, I just, I don't think he, between the health and the command issues, probably just not going to stick in a rotation. I am a fan of him as a reliever. And that's a guy that, you know, could be your lights out back end guy. If he can put it all together, he throws one Oh two with a nasty breaking ball. Uh, Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's someone I'm throwing into the bullpen, but yeah, they get, they got to go get a couple bullpen arms for sure. Because if if you're not going to fully be able to bolster this rotation, Maybe the easier way is to to kind of build a little bit of a like shorten the games with with a really good back end of your bullpen. But it's probably easier to go with some controllable arms and try to make a trade and then sign, you know, a, a back end reliever or two. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate Kenley Jansen. I really if, if we're gonna spend, if we're spending money, why not get the vet, the proven guy that's coming off of a really good bounce back year? Um, you know, that can really anchor the back of that that bullpen and give you some much needed experience. Let's put a check. I just feel like they need to add a starter or they need to add an outfielder. And there are so many, at least solid ish relievers available. I mean, we've been going through this free agency market. There's like 70 free agent relievers. I feel, I know they have a lot of money to spend, but I feel like that is better going towards like a Carlos Rodon or possibly us talking about one of those outfielders in Schwarber or Castellanos because we can sign a bunch of these little guys and I feel like that will at least give the Cubs bullpen great depth overall instead of signing Kenley Jansen to a longer term deal. Let's put a checklist together of what we want. Let's say two relievers. Yeah. I don't think they have to be that expensive. Yeah. Okay. So two relievers, um, shall we say two starters? Or one. Two starters? I mean, they signed Miley and Stroman, and they have Hendricks and Alzali. You know, if you sign a Carlos Rodon, I think that's a serviceable enough rotation right there. You'd be, I feel like you need a sixth because somebody is inevitably going to go down. Mark and you Leiter. have Mills, I guess. And Mark Leiter. I like Mark Leiter as, as like a sixth or seventh starter. I mean, he was really good last year in AAA. He could definitely fill in. There's okay. much worse guys filling in for better teams all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'd so rather go quality, as Peter said. Two relievers, one quality starter. Um, what else do we want? We want I think we need an outfielder. outfielder. I think we need a good one, too. One quality outfielder. Um, can we get a backup middle infielder? We're going to need one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, because if you, if you sign Correa, Nico Horner is your backup infielder. And I don't think you really need another one on top of that. Or Bodie, right? Yeah, or Bodie, exactly. And Bodie will be healthy. And as Peter said, like, you know, you want to get probably more at-bats for Horner. If he's if we're platooning him, yeah, um, he'll get some spot starts in the infield as well when you're facing a righty um, and Ortega's playing center. I I would like – yeah, I would would like to just keep Horner as that roaming type guy. Uh, Okay. I I like that role. So two relievers, our talented outfielder, and a talented starting pitcher. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's attack the relievers first. Let's work big. So let's go starter last. Two relievers and an outfielder than a pitcher. Okay. Cool. A um, couple of free agent names. I like Kenley Jansen. Um, what do you think of Joe Kelly or Adam Adovino? I was going to also have been a name, Adam Adovino. We just given away Joe Kelly to basically everybody. He's a great option for anyone who wants him. He's got the playoff success and he's a veteran and he still throws gas. Um, but we've just given him out to everybody. I like him. I like him as a fit with the Cubs, maybe as much as anybody though. Just like the fan base, 
they'll really rally behind Joe Kelly. I think Joe Kelly would feed off of Chicago. But yeah, Peter is right. We have we have pimped out Joe Kelly. But I do I do like him maybe as much as anywhere in Chicago. I, I don't know if that might be a recency bias thing, but it kind of makes sense. I have a name and we have also given him out, but I think this is the best fit. I think Colin McHugh should sign with the Cubs because he can do a little bit of the spot starting too. can kind of serve that six starter that you were worried about, but also was a really, really good bullpen arm last year. I think Colin McHugh is, is the guy that I'd want because he's able to start and, and fill in in relief. Yeah. He can open games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if the Cubs go with an opener. Yeah, like I know that, which I like. You can stretch him out though. Yeah, that's so what, what like. like two and two thirds. No, three. like three, four innings. I mean, he has starter experience. He's gone five, six innings before all the time. It's just recently that's the role that he's been used in. But it's not like he's incapable of doing so. You think in twenty twenty two he can pitch into the fourth? Yes. If you see really what he did last year, he great last year. The curveball was disgusting. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean endurance. I understand, but we're not signing him as a starter, are we? No, we're signing him as a bullpen piece. Signing him as a bullpen piece. So we're not asking him to go four or five innings every single start. We're asking him to be a bullpen piece who, if he could go four or five innings, I think he could. Yeah, or let's say three a couple times, right? Three is enough. Three is plenty. I dig it. Do with Alec Mills. (laughs) Just combine them. Three names I want to throw out on the trade market that I enjoy fitting in. Um, Taylor Rogers. Yeah. Doesn't look like Minnesota is going to be that good. You could probably get him for two of your 2025 ETA bats, right? Here's my thing. As Peter mentioned, there's so many freaking relievers. Yeah. And the cup system is much improved. It's, it's decent, but do you want to use, you know, redeem your prospects for relievers when you have this litany of of relievers on the market and you can use those assets to go get a position player. Um I would probably go that route instead. I'd almost I mean like real quick to like you look at the the free agents. I know they're probably not bringing Tapera back, but you have Brad Hand, you have Jimmy Nelson who's great when healthy, Chris Martin, Archie Bradley, Tony Watson, Trevor Rosenthal, Boxberger who we also pimped out. Colin Sergio Manson, Romo even. Clipper, Sishak, like it goes on and on and on and on and on. There's so many guys. So many. Let's That's see all my. We, let's let's trade for an outfielder or trade for a pitcher and just sign a bunch of these dudes because even like Hansel Robles is available. Hansel Robles is available. But, but like let's he, was a, he was a good reliever last year for the Red Sox. There's plenty, and I feel like also they're all gonna be cheaper because after the lockout, there's gonna be a slew of guys trying to sign immediately with such a short time span with so many relievers available. I feel like the price is you know. Might be Black Friday for relievers. I'm just going to throw these names out, though, and and see if it changes your mind at all, because I think these guys are relatively cheap, like one or two bats with a 2024 ETA. Josh Stomont and James Karinczak. Like, does that interest you at all? Or is it, no, let's go sign the 30-something reliever in the free agency market? I think we got to sign the, the, free, age, the free agents. I think we really do because I don't think those guys change your team and I don't want to give up assets for them when we can package them for, you know, offensive weapons or starting pitching because the starting pitching was the problem last year, even the bullpen. I mean, they had Kimbrell for a half year who was, you know, great for them, which obviously helped. But I think the real problem is the starting rotation. I agree with Peter. And also I think both of those teams have a little bit of leverage here because 
they're not necessarily burning it down. Yep. I mean, the, the Royals are kind of looking, as we talked about, you know, Peter and I talked about a few episodes ago. They're kind of trying to get there. Salmon's not going to come that cheap. Karen Jack, I could see them dealing him. Uh, but we also were talking about how that team could start to ease its way into being competitive. If the price is cheap, I'm calling, no doubt about it, Jack. I think your mind, I agree where your mind's at. But if the price is not something that I think is like a deal or they don't, if they overvalue one of our, one of our prospects, I'll say with the Cubs hat on, then I'll go ahead and do it. Like if they love bro Caraway and they'll do it you know, for, for that, not much more. Sure. Go ahead. But honestly, I would rather, like Peter said, use the assets to go get uh, like a pitcher, uh, especially when you have so many relievers still on the market. Okay, Andrew Miller, so- your guy, Andrew Miller still available. <laughs> so if, if you're signing Correa, are you signing Kenley Jansen too, or no? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Another, okay. Probably not. I so like who are we signing then? I think you sign Colin McHugh. And Joe Kelly? Let's sign Tyler Clippard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tyler Clippard. He is available, though. That guy's going to pitch forever. He's just, yeah, he is going to pitch forever. <laughs> Let's sign Colin McHugh. Give me someone. I like Rosenthal. I like Rosenthal, I like too. Rosenthal. I was about to I like say him. him. I like Rosenthal. I mean, when Rosenthal's on, he's one of the. He's a closer. Yeah, he's a closer. And I think that's that's a guy that you have to take a chance on if you're the Chicago Cubs. Like, you want to compete, you sign a guy like Trevor Rosenthal. I like that. Let's get Trevor Rosenthal and Colin McHugh and call it a day in the bullpen. That's not bad. Not Trevor Rosenthal, Colin McHugh, Cody Hewer. I mean, I'm not I'm not pissed. Are you pissed? I'm not pissed. Can you say his name right though? Hoyer. Hoyer. Dunedin. Cody Hoyer. Dunedin. They played like Dunedin or something. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's go to the outfield now. Who do you want? Well, Castellanos. Look at Castellanos' numbers with the Cubs. Like, he was so good at Wrigley. I agree. I I think you got to send it for Castellanos. I agree. I think you send it for Castellanos as well. Or you could maybe, you know, see what Seiya Suzuki is doing. But I think Castellanos is the answer. No, Suzuki's not going to the Midwest. I promise you that. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he is either. I don't think he is either. But I'm currently writing up the free agent profile for him. And I just, you know, you guys know I really like him. But yeah, I agree. He's not going to the Cubs. I think Castellanos is the best option. Okay. Let's say Castellanos then. Uh, starting pitching. Do we want to sign a free agent? I don't. I want to go trade for somebody. I also want to go trade for someone, but how much did we just give to Nick Castellanos? Because we just gave a bunch to Correa. How much to Castellanos? We just gave him four years, a hundred. Yeah. He's, you don't think he's going to want more? He's probably going to get more than that. I mean, Semyon just signed a tank of a contract, even Baez with six years. I think he's getting 5-130 with like a mutual. I think that's accurate. 5-130. All right. So uh, 130 divided by five is 26. 35 yeah. plus 26 is 61. 83 minus 61 is 22. You have 22 million dollars to work with here. Not too bad. But we also probably gave how much will Rosenthal command? Not probably not eight. McHugh and Rose. No, not eight. Not eight. Probably five. I don't know, man. He's a he's a closer when healthy, and he signed bigger deals not too long ago. Just remember that one year. I think it was eleven million dollars. Yeah, but that might... was the Rosenthal of old. Not that old. Yeah. What did, what did Melanson get? Two years, fourteen. 
two years, yeah, two, year, two years, two years, 15. Yeah. So let's assume like six, seven million. Okay. Let's so say, 20, let's say, let's say six, 22 minus seven. Let's say seven to be safe. How much okay. did McHugh just get? Five, four, five, okay, maybe. Let's say, let's say seven and four or six and five, whatever. You've got $11 million left until you hit the luxury tax. You cannot sign a top flight starter that's still available for $11 million annually. You can't do it. You're not going to get Rodon for 11. This is where you use the pieces. This is where you use all the bats and you go get a good starter. Okay. So let's go get him. Um, Who do you want? I mean, I would love Luis Castillo from the Reds, but it's just going to cost a bunch. And in division. And in division. Yeah. Just doesn't seem likely. And then another guy, Sonny Gray, again, in division. So I think you got to go to the Oakland A's and see if they're burning it down. Every, and you got to go Oakland see A's Frankie. Are, like, what would it, might, what would it cost for Frankie? I know. What would it cost for Frankie Montas? Because you get Frankie Montas, that's a deal. If I'm the Cubs, I'm dangling, uh, like, I'm dangin, dangling probably Kevin Alcantara. Oh, yeah. And I would trade I, him, too. I like him a lot, but Me too. you know he's kind of far off, and you've got you've got plenty of outfielders in the system. Just sign Castellanos. <laughs> sign Castellanos, yeah. You just you got Davis and Nico Horner is going to be an All Star center fielder. Yes, correct. Well, no, it's going to be the the never ending platoon of Ortega <laughs> and Nico Horner that turns into the best player in baseball. Just suck. just incredible, Ouch. yin and yang. You guys um, are the worst. Uh, okay, so oh. let's say Alcantara. Yeah, I'm like half joking, but I do think Nico Horner could play center. He's yeah, I, do too. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you listen. I wasn't even laughing at you in the group chat. You just accused me. You just love me, and I didn't even say a word about it. Yeah, I forgot our hates just, baseball, and you love it. Yeah, <laughs> I was just making fun of the fact that you pretended like you knew for sure that he was a good center fielder. That's just what I hear from a lot of people that have seen him play there in spring training often. Like it, his secondary position has always been center. It's like with Merrifield, but better. Yeah, he's 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 the next wit. I like it. Okay, so let's say Kevin Alcantara. Let's say you like Christian Franklin. Sure, like to trade him. Sure, to trade I don't him. I have a strong feeling on Christian Franklin. Okay, and then you probably got to add one more for Montes. Yeah, somebody better. Definitely gonna add one more. They're gonna want Casey. Reginald Preciado. I I, I don't think. Cubs fans are not going to want to trade Preciado or Christian Hernandez. I'm assuming they'd prefer to trade Preciado. I don't know. Cubs fans. Uh, well, yeah, they Cubs prefer to trade Preciado. Yeah, I love Cubs fans and how much they know about their prospects. So I always get nervous trading their prospects. Um, but L- yeah. let's say Casey though. If if the Casey's going to break the hell out this year, and the Cubs know it. So yeah, I, I I think he's almost untouchable. But here's the thing: if if the A's said you get Montes for Casey Alcantara and Christian Franklin, but if Casey's not in the deal, it's a no go. What do you do? What if we added in Casey, but the A's threw in Lou Trevino? I like that we just keep packaging Trevino. Trevino, Trevino's another guy that. Just <laughs> oh, what are we supposed to do? These everywhere. teams got to go do these types of things. I mean, these are the guys to go get. No, um, how about um? Just how about you yeah, add man. Casey? I was thinking two other guys on the A's that maybe the Cubs could just try and revitalize. Uh, AJ Puck or James Caprellian. So what if it was like Montes and Puck for Casey, Alcantara, Franklin, and like Kevin Mate? I'd throw Puck in the bullpen. 
personally. Like, I think that's, that's not what the is. Cubs need. Like they don't want to give up assets for a for a guy like Puck who they aren't sure with yet. They need uh, to, they're trying to win now. A big lefty like, that throws ninety eight. No, I know what he those. could be. They've got injury prone big lefty who throws ninety eight plus. Who Kyle Hendricks? <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally the antithesis. Raylan Marquez. You know they have I, Puck's further along. Obviously, I, I think you know when if you're trading your prospects here with, with, with where the Cubs are at, it's got to be pretty can't miss. Yeah, that's why I'm looking like Montas. Uh, even you could go on the cheaper side and and go get uh, Bassett. I think. I know it's not the most exciting thing. We've traded Bassett everywhere. I feel like everywhere Bassett's too. already off yeah. the table. Yeah, we've also Bassett's traded gone. Montas a couple of times, but Bassett, we've really been dealing. We've really really sent Bassett everywhere at this yeah. point. Yeah, literally everywhere. Um, yeah, I just. What would it one, take? The one I like, I, I, you. I don't want to steal it from you because I would have floated the one too with, with, with the Marlins. I, I should, can I say it? Do you want me to steal it? Yeah, no, go ahead. I, I think Eliezer Hernandez makes a ton of sense. Uh, he's cheap. He's controllable. He's proven that he can at least be a back end guy at the big league level. He's still twenty six. Offers some upside. He's continuing to develop the changeup. If the changeup gets further along here, then you know you actually have a you know solid number back in number three high end number four uh with control again cheap and the marlins would probably take any like outfield prospect to just sprinkle in there um i don't think they really care the only problem is what does that solve rotation rotation it does it solve five. the rotation yeah, yeah it, gives it gives them the five, five but they need like the one you know yeah, they Stroman's need like the a, one I know, but they need another formidable guy. And I like Elias Hernandez. I don't think that's a bad deal. And I think that's something that we could look at. I'm also looking at two other names that would pack a punch. I just don't know if they can actually get them because I don't know what these two teams are doing. The Colorado Rockies and Herman Marquez and the Arizona Diamondbacks with Zach Gallen. Could either of those guys make sense for the Cubs? But the Rockies are like going for it. So I don't know. Yeah, Gallen, Gallen's interesting. <laughs> um, I, I like Gallen. Yeah. It would be, it would be steep. Um, but they could make that happen. I- I'm thinking about coming off D-backs. a bad year. Maybe you get them on the cheap a little bit. Yeah. And the D backs look, they're so far off. Um, wait, arm question. Don't you think Montes would be more expensive than gallon? I didn't mm. think so. I think Montes is going to be like the Freddie Peralta of next year. I think he's got real top of the line type stuff. And I think gallon could be a, a strong Two, but he didn't have a great year last year. And I know that's not what we're projecting. I know it's not what we're projecting moving forward, but I just think after an injury and a little bit of a down year, I feel that Gallon will be cheaper and more attainable. And also we've traded Montas. So that's why I'm kind of gravitating towards Gallon as one of my favorite options. Gallon would be more expensive in my opinion. Um, He's younger. He has another year of control. Um, I I would. Montas is better. He's older and less control, and I mean, he's he had a better year last year, uh, but is he necessarily better track record wise? I don't, I don't know. I Frankie don't know. Montes has kind of been around the block a little bit. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he he's what twenty eight now. Mm-hmm. It's I would I would probably I would say with with a pretty decent degree of confidence that I think Gallon would be more expensive. The year of control for a pitcher is just that that is so True. valuable to these teams. And I mean, dude, Gallon finished top 10 in Cy Young voting in 2020. Yeah. Um, it was I mean, like the, 2020 though. He's 72 innings. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a three, four, six ERA. I'm looking at it right now in his career, uh, 50 starts, 
317 punches in 273 innings. Like he has been really, really good uh, for a long time uh, now, which is kind of crazy to think about because it feels like he hasn't been around that long. I, I would, I would rather give up more, I think, and get Zach Gallen. I, I would rather have the years of an extra year of control, a younger guy by about two years. Um, and you know, I don't think Gallon's totally thrilled in, in Arizona. So it could be, it could be a good uh, opportunity there. I've got a name for you. Joe Musgrove. Stop. Potter. I mean, think about it. I just thought about it. <laughs> I don't think it's that outrageous considering the starting pitching depth that the Padres currently have. And it's his, it's his final year. Yeah. I don't see I don't see the Padres trading any pitchers away given what happened last year. Yeah. They uh, yeah, that's kind rolled of out. You Jake don't think Arrieta. you can go get like Lamette? You know how tra- traumatizing rolling out Jake Arietta is probably for that front office. And there's Vince no Velasquez on back to back days. Correct. That's that was so they're tough. never tra- I don't think they're trading a single arm. Um I, I think they are just wake up in a cold sweat every night thinking. Yeah, but AJ Preller just shoots from the hip. And what does that do, though? He shoots from the hip to, to win. He doesn't shoot from the hip to restock the farm. Let's let's yeah, focus on Gallon. <laughs> let's focus on Gallon or Montes. I feel like those are the two best options to really change the fabric of this Chicago. God, um, I like the Marlins to trade Zach Gallon. Could they, could they realistically go for both? No. You don't for think Gallen, they have the pieces to go for both? No. No. Let's get one of them. And let's get Zach Gallon. Because I like Zach Allen a lot. And if he's going to be a little bit more expensive, but he is younger and he has the extra year control, that seems like the better fit. Can you and we've already traded Montez like six times. Can you consult the group before deciding on Zach Gallon? I thought I just was consulting the group. No, you just uh, said, oh, I want to do Zach Gallon. Do you like Zach Allen? Yeah, let's do a Zach Allen. Okay. I just yeah, want to I make sure Zach you consult Allen. the group before you make I'm these- sorry. I thought, I thought we were all in agreement. This is a collaborative front office. Yeah. He just, he just jeetered us. He did just cheat us. I want Zach Allen. I'm going to go get Zach Allen. (laughs) I have more hits all time than you guys, so I can make the decisions here. Yeah. In in professional baseball? I was more playing the Jeter role. You also have negative 162 defensive runs saved, you bum. Yeah, whatever, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is it going to cost for Zach Allen? Because it's probably going to cost Alcantara, and it's probably going to cost Casey. Anything else? Yes. Um, Here's the thing. I don't know if they want outfielders. They've got a lot. They've got a ton. Yeah, they do. D-backs. They have a lot. I think one outfielder, it would have to be, let's say, Alcantara. Then I think you're going to one of Preciado or Hernandez. I'd give up Christian Hernandez for Zach Gallon and the control that he has. Alcantara Hernandez in a, in a in a third, I think gets it done. In Alcantara like a, Hernandez, and let's throw Ryan Jensen in there. Give him Caraway. They, they don't they, want Caraway. Nobody wants Burl Caraway. I disagree. I, <laughs> you're so mean to Burl. Burl Car. Let's look at his walk rate real quick. You you tell me why they would want Burl Caraway, and I'll tell you his walk rate. They believe in their ability to develop pitchers, and I think his walk rate is what ten per nine. Burl Caraway. Say ten for nine. I, Do you have it up in front of you, Peter? No, I don't. But I'm my guess is my guess 10 is ten per nine. Ten per nine. Oh, 
Earl Caraway in high A this year in 29 games was 12 per nine. Okay, yeah, you're right. Caraway sucks. Um, Caraway had a 35% strikeout rate and a 29% walk rate. In did anyone else do anything else? He just struck or walked about. He literally struck, struck out or walked people. Three true because I'm pitcher. telling you, this stuff is stupid. It's so stupid. It's Karen Jack. It's a high spin fastball and it's a high spin curveball. He starts the fastball eye high. It finishes eye high. He starts the curveball eye high. It ends ankle high. It's so good. He's a lefty that is short and deceptive, six foot, like 170 pounds. He's got a funky delivery, but oh my God, this guy cannot throw a strike to save his life. When he's commanding, he is James Karinchak with spider tack. When he's not, it is the hardest thing to watch. Uh, you think if they're like, you need to throw a strike right here or we're going to, to kill you, he doesn't, he doesn't throw a strike? I don't think he can do it. I think he can get a swing and a miss on a fastball that's above a guy's helmet. <laughs> Could you involve Miguel Amaya? in a trade because they do have Gomes and Wilson Contreras. He's a 22 year old catcher, possibly Diamondbacks. They got Kelly Carson Kelly, but he may move to first. Could yeah, that be a guy? I don't, they want might want to. I don't think they want to. Huh. They don't have any other catchers. I, you got to trade from me. The, the only problem is that I don't know if they're a great match because you got to trade from the outfielders, but the D backs might be in a spot where they're just going to stockpile prospects because you, you like, like, Jack mentioned. I mean, you have Brennan Davis, Kevin Alcantara, Owen Casey, and then you have Canario, Velasquez. I mean, that, that's a lot of outfielders. Let's keep I going. Pete Crow Armstrong. Did you say Pete Crow Armstrong? And Pete Crow Armstrong. Um, so I would, I think that the deal, this is the deal I think I would put forward here. I would go, I would go Kevin Alcantara. I'd go Reginald Preciado or Hernandez, whichever one. And then I'd probably throw in like Christopher Morell. And I think Cubs fans are freaking out right now and they're pissed, but you know what? Do you want another 96, whatever the, how many years was it? Do you, do you want that again? 108, 108, 108, 108. Oh yeah. One diamond for, for every year. I, I got to see uh, Mike Roberts. I held Mike Roberts world series ring. I should have known that 108 diamonds in that world series ring from 2016. That's pretty um, cool. But yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. I think that's the deal. I like that deal. So now you think they don't want a pitcher. You know, the Cubs, who are the Cubs trading? Jensen. All right. I mean, yeah. yeah Jensen, Jensen instead or, of Morrell. Or Ben Leeper. Ben Leeper was actually really good last year. I saw Ben Leeper in the Cape. Um, he's nasty. Ben Leeper could be a guy that they deal also. Also, Ben Leeper could be a guy that is a, a bullpen piece for the Cubs next year. I didn't even think about that till just now. Disgusting fastball. Wipeout slider. I bet Leaper is in the bullpen for the Cubs next year. Can we keep Morrell and trade Jensen? Yeah, sure. Okay, good. I really like Morrell. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Okay, you want you want to run through the team now? Let's run through the team. I like the team. It's a good team. Wilson Contreras is the starting catcher. He's the guy you got to extend after this year. Jan Gomes is your backup catcher. Miguel Amaya rehabs from Tommy John. That's your catching position. First base, Frank Schwindel. Second Great. base, Nick Madrigal. Shortstop, right. Carlos Correa. Third base, Patrick Wisdom and David Bodie. Left field, Castellanos and left or right? Probably right. Okay. Right. Ian Happ and uh, I mean, in left. What about Hayward? 
Is yeah. Hayward going to play? <laughs> he's he's still a serviceable defender. So yes. you know what? DH. Let's say DH Cassianos. Yeah. Like, Cassiano yeah. splits time DH. Uh, yeah. And, and, and in the outfield. In the outfield. And yeah. Hayward. Yeah. If Hayward's hot, you're, you're playing him in the lineup when he's doing that 0 for 40 thing, you, you take him out. So left field, Happ and Frazier. Center field, Horner and Ortega. Right field, Hayward and Diekman to start. Brennan Davis is going to come up and play center for you. Um, DH Castellanos and Horner can fill in at second, third, or shirt at a uh, or second, short, short or, or shirt, short or shirt. Yeah. So uh, that's that. And then let's look at the pitching. Starting I, pitching is Stroman, Gallen, Hendricks, Alzali, and Miley. And then the bullpen: Hoyer, Rowan Wick, Colin McHugh. Um, who else did we just sign? Trevor Rosenthal, Rosenthal, Tommy Nance, Keegan Thompson, whoever else. Can I throw a whole wrench in this for a second? Yeah. Morel, Christopher Morel, or yeah, Morel played a lot of center last year. What if we had Morel like projecting as the center fielder of the future and you have Davis in a corner because he actually ended up playing a lot more right? Like for me, I'm looking at the future. It's just so – I don't know. I feel like if you get Castellanos, you're kind of crowding things and blocking things, but I, then you have Hap departing. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. And actually, you're right. I should not have traded Morrell. I, I like the versatility. He can literally play all over. I'm looking right now. He played shortstop. He played third. He played left. He played center. He played right. He did everything last year. So, Morrell is a guy that could actually help at the big league level at some point. I, I actually think that uh, that kind of sets them up where you have the success. You have – some of the big league pieces, but you're not necessarily blocking anybody because Hayward will be off the roster in a couple of years. You have Hap that'll be off the roster. Is it in a year or two? two. Um, yeah, in two. So the, t- the timelines kind of match up. I-, I like it. I like it. I don't hate this team. How many, how many games does this team win? So I'm going to say something somewhat controversial. I think this team when I'm comparing it to that Phillies team that we were talking about is not that far off. And we gave that Phillies team around 85 wins. I think this is an 82 or 83 win team with the roster that we've constructed with Zach Gallon and Stroman. That's the thing. So Correa, Castellanos and Gallon we've added and they're still a 500 team. It might be better. It might be better than that because if Gallon has a great year next year combined with Stroman and if Wade Miley gives you at least 85% 85% of what he gave you on the Reds last year. Let's say Trevor Rosenthal's healthy. I know I'm saying a lot of things have to work out, but if they do work out, I think this team could win more than 85 games. Yeah. Totally. But I, I think I, I, I think a lot, a lot of moves that we just did though. I think a we lot made has a lot to go. Moves. Yeah. A lot has to go right. Um, but you put this team together, you're looking still at a, not next year, the year after, then you'll start to see some of the pieces come together. You get a Brendan Davis contributing. Maybe Morrell is in the fold. Maybe you move on from Magical. Maybe you move on from some of these other guys. I think you answer some questions. Uh, Overall, I think it gets them closer to the 80 range. I would still take the Phillies um, just with more proven talent, a little bit bit deeper. Uh, I like their top end, their duo at the top of the rotation a bit more too. Uh, But yeah, Gallon changes a lot for this team. And I think the bats obviously change a lot. You're going to need 
Madrigal to be Madrigal and then some, uh, as Peter mentioned, the defense needs to be what it was supposed to be all along. Uh, but you need like Morel and Davis and some of those other guys to contribute. And you, you could be in good shape. Morel could still play third for you guys. If you're the Cubs at some point, you know, a few months into the season, I think. If you pinned this Cubs team that we constructed against the Brewers is currently constructed in a five game series, who wins the series? The Brewers win the series. Brewers cruise. I don't know. So yeah, they'll, yeah, they might cruise, but Cubs might get a game in there. They might get a game in, right? Brewers in four. I would say Brewers in four in a five-game series. Yeah, Cardinals in three in a five-game series, or Cardinals in four. Cardinals also in four. Yeah, yeah. This is a I'm lot sure to do. Comparing to this, this is a lot to do to be third in your division. Yes, that's the problem. But a core of hitters with Carlos Correa, Nick Castellanos, Frank Schwindel, Nico Horner, Nico Horner, and Wilson, Wilson Contreras, and Michael Hermosillo, and Michael Hermosillo. Yeah, and it's and that core is all the guys we signed. It's tough. It's tough. But if they do all of those moves, they will be competitive next year, no doubt. I think. No doubt, I think. <laughs> no doubt. I no think. doubt, I think. <laughs> yeah, right. that kind of sums it all up, I think. Yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, fingers crossed that we're talking after a lockout ended. Um, and we got baseball soon, and hopefully we're filling you in on a lot more uh, free agent conversations. But if not, uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, it'll be you guys talking college baseball. I'm excited. Also, get your not gambling advice merch. I'm repping my shirt right now. Arm's got his polo on, Jack. We don't got any just baseball merch for you right now, but you were rocking the uh, the, the T-shirt yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's, I was rocking the shirt yesterday. That's in our episode description. Go check out our new fantasy baseball such gambling podcast called Not Gambling Advice, hosted by me and Colby Olson. Also, go check out the call-up with Arm Layton going over all the prospects. And we got some new stuff coming out on JustBaseball.com. We got fantasy articles. We uh, Arm just de- detailed the whole Derek Jeter saga with the Marlins on just baseball.com as well. We have a mock draft out. We have our top 25 college baseball teams coming out written by Ryan Miller. And you can go listen to the podcast boys of spring, our new college baseball podcast hosted by three of our guys on the just baseball staff. Anything I missed gentlemen. You covered everything except the social media handles, but those are also in the episode description. So go click on those there. And with that, thank you everybody.